Genoa. This is Yusuf. And this is Flight Entertainment. Hey, and the holidays in full swing. December is here, y'all. So we're going to give you guys uh, another Home Alone. Last week, we gave you the original article, the 1990 McCulloch Culkin vehicle. Uh, And today, we're going to give you a new version, or... A new Home Alone that was just released on Disney Plus called Home Sweet Home Alone. I'm about to say Home Sweet Home. Home Sweet Home Alone. Not yes. Sweet Home Alabama. No. <laughs> Uh, right. And, and once again, it is the story of a um, young child that is left home alone to fend for himself. Yes. Um, this one has a little bit of a um, modern twist. It's been upgraded to represent the fun things that, that houses have nowadays. Such as? <laughs> uh, well, instead, it, like houses have Alexa or Surrey. Um, what, what was the one? What was that called in this house? It was a, it was a, it wasn't Alexa, was it? No, it wasn't Alexa. It had a fake name, I'm sure, because they weren't weren't able to um, get permission to say either Alexa or Surrey or or whatever. Um, But they do have a a robot that um, the voice assistant, basically, that they can ask questions or ask to call the police, you know, turn on the lights, uh, search something on Google, that type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Now this movie stars uh Ellie Kemper of Kimmy Schmidt fame, um, Rob Delaney, uh Archie Yates. Now Archie Yates was I think I, I think Jojo Rabbit was his like film debut or I wasn't sure. But oh, um Okay, that's that's why he looked familiar. Yeah, he was he was his friend. He was the main character's friend. Got it, got it. Yeah, so him, <clears throat> then we have Chris Parnell, um, Pete Holmes, Kenan Thompson, <laughs> and last but not least, we have Devin Raytray recur- <laughs> returning as Buzz McAllister to tie everything yeah, I, together. I, I do have to say, I loved how they used his character in this movie. Um, you know, In the original one, he was that douchebag older brother that would probably end up in a frat, a little rapey, and now he is the local policeman. See, proved everyone wrong. See, he went into law enforcement. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Unless you believe that that folks that have uh, low self-esteem and want to control what others do are attracted to the law enforcement career. Um, then maybe it makes sense. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> uh oh. Okay. So, what's the okay? Do you have the IMDb up? I do. Okay. So, a very short and sweet synopsis. You want to tell them what the what is this about? Oh yeah. According to IMDb, this is about a married couple tries to steal back a valuable heirloom from a troublesome kid. Uh. Based on that description, I don't get anything 
from there's a lot of assumptions going into that description that the audience knows what home alone is about exactly yeah yes definitely <laughs> um yeah max max is our main boy this story um not kevin and uh oh and max is our boy now and him and his mother carol um they okay they're they're heading home but max have to use the bathroom so they yeah so carol's like hey there's a there's an open house it's just cut in there uh you just run into their bathroom and then we can leave and that's kind of how the story start rolling because they come across the owner of said house uh Pam and Jeff so they have to sell this house um because i guess money's low and uh Jeff uh what well, he's he's was he trying to get into the biz like he was trying to start a business or he yeah, he basically was like a um a server specialist. So before everything was stored up in the cloud, there used to be these giant machines that people would save all of their information on their data. Mm-hmm. Um, and he lost his job because he wasn't willing to move over to the cloud network. <laughs> and so he'd been unemployed for a while. So they needed to sell their house in order to stay in the black, uh, have enough money to support their life. And so that's why they were having the open house. And during the open house, Max's mom notices that they have this like porcelain little doll that's creepy and ugly, the heads on upside down type of thing. And she mentions to Pam and Jeff that, oh, that doll's worth a whole lot of money. Uh, You should be careful with it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, and so Jeff kind of shrugs it off and uh, Max and Carol gets into it a little bit. This established the friction between the son and mother. Um, and Jeff and Max kind of, you know, yeah, kind of talk shit to each other a little bit. Uh, and Carol, Max leave, but Jeff just, you know, in sheer curiosity, looks up the value of the doll that Carol said, you know, it could be some money, kind of found out it's worth a whopping $200,000. So this $200,000 could take care of everything. You know, they now have to sell the house. Everything would be beautiful. He just needs to grab the doll and eBay it or whatever he needs to do with it. Goes, goes to the box. Lord behold, it's missing. Who took it? Yeah. So, so between him, like doing the search and it missing from the box, his, uh, his brother and his brother's wife show up with their, their child. And, um, we see through a series of different cuts that their child is a bit of a kleptomaniac. Um, but Jeff doesn't know that the kid's a kleptomaniac and he thinks that Max is the one that stole the ugly little boy. Uh Exactly. Um, so he was trying to figure out who the boy was. But he remembered during during 
the argument of Carol and Max, they they conveniently said each other's names like out loud, their whole names, their beginning, middle, and end name. <laughs> like this movie is just like a plethora of like uh, plot conveniences to drive a story forward. <laughs> I mean, y- yes, uh, but there's like some fun ways that they connect it back to the original Home Alone. Mm-hmm. So like in the original Home Alone, you, you have the uncle and his family coming to stay with the McAllisters. In this one, you have the uncle, his wife and the kid to go stay with um, the McKinsey's. <clears throat> I mean, you have you have Buzz being the police person. Um, instead of the family fi- flying to Paris, the family's flying to Tokyo. And the reason why they live their kid behind isn't because they just were unorganized in the morning. It was more along the lines of the flight was delayed. Uh, the family was all supposed to be on one flight, but they were then separated to two flights. Mm-hmm. And at very different times. So one had to wake up super early and leave. And then the second was leaving like mid morning. And each of the other parents thought that the other parent had Max. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like I definitely know some adults that would do something like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean don't know any adults that would like do what happened to the McAllisters, but absolutely know some adults that would assume the other adult has the child. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was two separate flights. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, you're right. Like it was, it, it was more plausible, especially with air travel. Now it's like, yeah, you know, a younger, like, a younger a kid can fly, you know, alone, whatever. They have the tickets, whatever. Um, alone yeah. or company with a parent or guardian. Yeah. And then the, another like upgrade that they made in this movie. So in the original, um, we got to watch McAllister's watch Angels with Filthy Souls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this one, it is an upgraded version called Angels with Dirty... Or no, the the original one was Angels with Dirty Faces. Yeah. The new one was Angels with Filthy Souls. Yeah. And it's a robot version of Angels with Dirty Faces that we watched in the first Home Alone. Right. It's like a, yeah, the, it's like a sci-fi kind of... Like... Yeah. Old, Cordy Star Trek-ish Shatner type... <laughs> Yeah, and even like one of the kids is like, I don't know why they have. So this line is is a little like speaking to themselves, but also speaking to the movie that they're watching. And that I don't understand why they have to keep remaking old movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the that's the filmmaker doing the whole self awareness. You know, to soften the blow of what people think of when they actually watch and sit movie. <laughs> yeah. So Christopher Columbus was interviewed um, in 2020, and the topic of uh, doing a like a reboot came up, 
And he he basically said, nobody got in touch with me about it, and it's a waste of time as far as I'm concerned. What's the point? I'm a firm believer that you don't remake films that have had the longevity of Home Alone. You're not going to create lightning in a bottle, bottle again. It's just not going to happen, so why do it? I mean, I, I don't disagree. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, okay. I get what he's saying, but the studios don't look at it that way. I mean, if they look at if they looked at if they looked at it his way, it would be a little more like thought and care, you know, like into the writing and to trying to justify the existence of the reboot, whatever. But we in the land of cash grabs. So it's like that's pretty much all we in. We in the age of cash grabs. It's like reboots, redid whatever is that, you know, at the end of the day, really don't need to exist or don't, you know, tip the hat or expand or do anything for the actual property no more than just like, oh, okay, well, you guys have nostalgia. We're going to give you something that's familiar. Give us some more money. I mean, that's kind of where we are with this stuff now. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I would say that's why we keep getting Marvel and DC movies, but yep. <laughs> hmm. But they're not reboots or anything like that, right? They're not. They're, I mean, they're comic book movies, yes. They are comic books. <laughs> yeah, but. Yes, they're comic book movies. Correct, they're not reboots. But they definitely have a formulaic feeling to them. Uh, And the studio just keeps putting money into it to the point where we might be in comic book movie overload. Even though I love watching all of them, uh, they keep, keep putting all of their money into those versus supporting different types of movies that aren't just going to sell the big tickets. Agreed. Agreed. 100%. 185%. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's kind of like, um, yeah, yeah, like it, the formula, he said formula, and you're absolutely right. It's like, once they find something that works, you know, it's going to keep, you know, have to, it's going to be an ABC. It's going to be kind of a rinse and repeat, but it's, you know, different characters, different situations, different builds, but the arc is always going to be the same, right? The hero's journey is always is not going to change. Like, right. Yeah. So, so for this, the we still have two robbers, and I'm putting robbers in quotes because they're really breaking into the house to get their property back, right. uh, which is Ham and Jeff mm-hmm. are now playing the... Um, the robber roles and trying to break into Max's house and Max is playing Kevin home alone, trying to fend for himself. Right. And all of the, uh, all of the defensive uh, armory <laughs> and weapons and everything like, comes into play and sets up the third act. Like all the, all the home alones. I only watched the first and second. I didn't watch the other ones. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the same formula. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. What I did like about this was 
Like we never see um, Kevin McAllister putting together his full plan. We just sort of, it's there. Whereas we see Max with his chalkboard try to put everything together so it makes sense. So I did appreciate that. Uh, Wait a minute. I, uh, we have, yeah, Kevin did. Remember, it was like in crayons he drew out, he like folded, he, like he unspooled his like little map around the house. And Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> it wasn't as advanced as Max, but you know, he had a. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, I did like that at the end, he like the parent, Jeff and Pam, um, because they weren't robbers, they were really just trying to find their own property. When they finally get to talk to the kid that they're more concerned about helping him versus getting their stuff back, which was nice. Um, spoiler alert there. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of like a nice twist at the end. Whereas I feel like in the original home alone, like we, we, yes, we see the old man across the street is reunited with his son and granddaughter, but why couldn't, why couldn't Kevin have brought them into his family and had like, get to know the old guy next door. Whereas this had a nice warm, like, it's not just about family, it is about community. So I did like that about this movie. Yeah. Well well, I guess I guess to to, to your point, well, I guess to answer that, I mean, well spoiled. Like the movie flashed forward to like a year after the events, right? Just so we can see like, oh yeah, everyone is like having dinner together and it's just all it, everything blew over. I'm pretty sure at the end of the first one, if it flashed forward a year later, like the old man and this, his no. son, everybody. A year later, they're they're headed to New York. Oh, that was a year later. That was a year later. Oh, I thought that was like because 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 Kevin looks so much older. Not so much. Older. He looks like so, so, well, you know, the growth spurt between the first and second. I'm like, oh shit. No, that was a year later. So oh, okay, all right. Well, I guess not. Yeah. And plus, yeah. I guess. I guess the old man's son don't want to like talk to the people across the street. <laughs> I mean, like they're crazy across the street. <laughs> so, yeah, who knows? But, uh, so yeah, like I said, it's just, uh, you know, it, it follows the same. Yeah, like I said, the gentleman have the buzzer in the day for formula. Um, <laughs> yeah, it follows the same formula the home alones and yeah, but like Joe said, it's a, just a different you know, twist and a different take on you know the the bad guys' pursuit of the the prize, so to speak. Yes. Hey. So it's, it's available on Disney Plus, where you can actually watch all of the Home Alones. Um, I did. I watched Home Alone one, Home Alone two, and then this one. All three in a row. So, <laughs> well, I well, let's let's go and get into. It. Okay, so our our review, our ratings goes as follow: as on couch or butt on couch, bum on couch. This is crazy. Bum on couch. Um, it's good for the family. Everyone watch it. Uh, it's great. Um, uh, putting your shoes on, contemplate going outside, or wash dishes or make cookies or frost the cake while you're watching it. You know, you're kind of in and out of it. 
And the worst of the bunch is I'd rather go outside and get trampled by COVID reindeers or elves, you know, before I stay and watch this movie. <laughs> what you got? Okay, so remember what we did last week? We did like for the family. And- Sit on the sofa. Yep. Okay. And and then personally go outside, avoid it. But I, but I felt that way because I was like the toxic family in the first one was just too much for me. Whereas in this one, I don't feel like the family was super toxic. It wasn't like, it just, the family units that they show in this movie felt a little more adjusted versus how toxic and nasty everyone was in the first one. Right, right. And so I would say that this one is more along the lines of having it on in the background while you're doing something else around the house. Um, the kids might like it. So I maybe like sit down on the sofa with the kids, but I don't, I, I, I didn't feel as turned off as I did from the first one. Okay. So, um, yeah. Oh, for the kids. Yeah. It's a good kind of fun romp for the kitties. Um, I, I forget what I gave the first home, like when we did the review. I forget. You go outside as an adult. Okay. <laughs> All right. So after watching this, I, I'm, I'm reversing like the first home alone. I'm reversing it in, compares, in comparison to this one. <laughs> uh, but on couch. That's how bad I think this movie is. <laughs> oh my god. This, okay, where do I start? Okay. Max is okay. Kevin was Kevin was douchey, but I can understand why he was like kind of an asshole because he was around an asshole family. This one, Max was just an asshole, just to be a freaking asshole. And on top of that, I didn't okay, like in the first one, we established at least in the movie how toxic the family was. At least like we got a feel of them. This family, they they just like they just kind of came in and out so quick I didn't really grasp like how fucked up they were. You know, it was just like, oh yeah, we're gonna fly back kind of thing. Like it, it didn't really spend time enough for me to establish like, oh, this family's fucked up. It was just like everybody just kind of running around, just kind of flirting shit and the next day they left, you know. Um, and also, Kevin, to Kevin's Kevin's credit, at least we see some kind of growth in Kevin. Like, when he was home alone, yes, he was, you know, eating ice cream and doing all that bullshit. But after a while, when he started missing his family, he started to be a little bit more responsible. He was going to the grocery stores. He was using coupons. He was like, we seen like a slight growth in Kevin being alone. Like he's like, okay, I gotta do some growing up shit a little bit, you know, to survive. Like Max was just a fucking asshole. I mean, he did nothing. Like there wasn't like, oh well, let me get the house again. Let me try to figure something out. Let me, you know, he was just like, ah, whatever. I miss my parents. What else? Kind of thing. I don't know. It was, and it was such a squandered, a a squandered thing. Far as the plot with, you know, with the with the with the 
with the married couple, right? Because the married couple, I'm like, okay, this could be good. Like, it could be a good reversal. Like, oh, maybe Max the villain and the pairs actually like good people, you know. I, I would say Max was the villain because yeah. they kept to talk to him and he kept just hurting them. <laughs> yeah, but not after. And it was just, okay, it was so many cringeworthy, like, things in here. I was trying to manage my suspension and disbelief, but it was at a point like, okay, the writers is just not doing anything with this movie. So, okay, the third act, right? Okay, they running around, they get to them, but they conveniently don't say certain things just to keep the shit going. Instead of saying, hey, yay, stop. Like, we're not trying to hurt you. We just need the doll. If they would have said that the first time, like, it would have been, a, but no, nah, like they got to keep this shit going. They would just say certain things like, oh, you know, we're coming. Uh, we just want to talk to you. Uh, it was like. They kept calling the doll the ugly little boy. Um, <laughs> which, yeah, I, I agree. Like the ugly little boy thing was annoying to me. Um, I, I agree with that, but yeah, maybe, nah. maybe because I watched Home Alone 1 and 2. And so I just had so much anger and disgust for that family that when I watched this, this, this felt um, so much lighter and enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was trying to like break down something redeeming about this movie. Like it was, I, I couldn't find anything like at the at act three. I seriously did not care if Max died or if Pam and Jeff didn't get what they got. Like I at that point I was like I I just don't care anymore. I don't care who wins, I don't care who loses. Like at the minimal with the first home alone, it's so cut and dry. Like, okay, the bad guys is break uh, they break into the houses in the neighborhood, they're gunning for Kevin's house. Who knows what they're gonna do to Kevin? They're bad. You know, so Kevin have to defend said home from burglars. All right, simple. But with this one, I, I was like, Yeah, I get what they were trying to do, but it was just so sloppy. It was just a sloppy mess. I, 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 yeah, I, honestly, yeah, this is, yeah, no. I mean, I would never watch this again, <laughs> ever. Like, this movie made the first Home Alone, like, Lawrence of, the, of Arabia in my eyes. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, this, this is a horrible movie. <laughs> this one is so bad. <laughs> but anyway, so, sit down with the family. But, you know, we collectively would say, you know, as adults, you could probably watch an adult, actual adult kind of, no, adult Christmas movie like Die Hard. <laughs> but kids, check out the new Home Alone for the kiddies. The kiddies for the family. Definitely watch it. I feel like when we say kiddies, it's like for the kids younger than 10. Yes. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah, I have to correct myself. But kids are going to 10. Like, yeah, if you're like, they're like, you know, if you're 11 and up, you're probably looking at this like, nah, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and like Joe said, it's on Disney Plus. Um, so check it out if you have the Disney Plus subscription. If not, I'm sure it's for rent and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like it's for the people that really enjoy, uh, like, what's the TV show where they have. America's home videos and they do really yeah. bad acts. Yeah. America's funniest home videos. Okay. And yeah, it's 
Like, if you like that type of TV, then you would probably enjoy this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. One last thing. Okay. So, remember when uh, Jeff was going into the porch and there were the cookies on the porch? Yes. I, I, almost turned it, I almost turned it off when he reached for the cookies and started eating them. I'm like, how stupid is this? You don't eat random cookies from the house you're breaking into. <sighs> anyway, so <laughs> there you have it, guys. <laughs> uh, and we'll see you uh, Thursday for the next one. Uh, until then, we'll take six physical distance again. Get your boosters and keep wearing those masks. Yes. Peace. Thank you.